Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Nessa Cortez was nasty once again. Let's talk about it next on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. Welcome in to FBT in 5. As always, make sure to follow and stream us on Spotify. Today is Tuesday, May 10th. I am Frank Sample, joined by Scott White. Let's talk about nasty Nestor Cortez. Nearly threw a no-hitter, took it into the eighth inning. He winds up going seven and a third shutout with 11 strikeouts, 17 swinging strikes. Scott, what are you seeing from Nestor Cortez? And would you look to sell high right now? Well, look, obviously he's been great so far and not in a conventional way. In this start, it was conventional. Yeah, you mentioned the 17 swinging strikes. The cutter for him was working, especially in this 12 of the, the, the swinging strikes came on that pitch alone. He threw it more often than usual, 50% of the time. For as well as he had pitched previously, his, he entered this start with only a 9.1% swinging strike rate. Very low. But you know, he was successful down the stretch last year and had a low swinging strike rate as well. And that's why... You know, a, a lot of the underlying numbers for Nestor Cortez don't really back up the production, which is why you could get him with a late-round pick if, if he was drafted at all this year. So he, he's now done this for long enough that I mostly buy it. After a start like this, you, you know, you wonder if, if maybe there's a, another step forward he could take. Uh, but, but probably not. Is he a sell-high? Look, I'm, I'm not going to put him in my top 50 starting pitchers yet. It doesn't have to be to be a must-roster guy. So if you could get, I don't know, like an, an underachieving Jose Barrios for him, yeah, that's something I'd do. I don't know how realistic that is, but it's, it's worth trying. If, and if it doesn't work out, then I, I do think Nestor Cortez is a pretty good pitcher. Mm. Would you do it for our guy, Charlie Morton? Yeah, I I think so. If if you have the pitching depth to withstand it. I, I mean, Morton's looked better, so maybe he's to a point where we can trust him in our lineups again. But obviously, at the moment, I trust Cortez in my lineup more. All right, let's move over to some hitters. Josh Naylor was awesome on Monday. He went three for five with a double dong. And two of the most clutch home runs that you will see in a regular season game, a game-tying grand slam off of Liam Hendricks in the eighth inning, and then Josh Naylor goes and hits the a go-ahead three-run homer in the 11th inning, uh, winds up, again, three for five, two homers, eight RBI, 31% rostered. Scott, where do we need to add Josh Naylor, if anywhere? Well, I don't think everywhere. He is only 24. His minor league track record is strong. Anytime you see a player with that kind of minor league track record who's still young, making noise, then you have to be on alert for a breakout. But the Guardians actually have a lot of hitters that are going well right now. And, and so finding at bats for Naylor, has, it's been a problem. For, it's been a struggle for them up to this point. Maybe they'll be more motivated to do it after a game like this, but he bats left-handed and, and you know, it's probably going to mean sitting somebody else who's been going 
well or who we think is good, like Framil Reyes, for instance, to get Naylor in the lineup more consistently. And I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure how much is going to happen. So yeah, like in five outfielder leagues, take a flyer on Naylor for the upside. But otherwise, I, I think I need to. I think I need more playing time assurances, even though he he is looking strong here to to begin the year. All right. Would you rather have Josh Naylor or Tommy Pham, who went two for four with his second steal of the season on Monday? I'd rather have Pham. You know, he's going to play, and I, I think there are clear indicators of. Yeah, with with the elite exit velocity and everything, I mean, the underlying numbers look great for Fam, and they have the past couple of years too. But he was playing in San Diego then, now opposite end of the spectrum in Cincinnati. I think it's going to go a lot better for him this year, and is maybe already starting to. All right, I agree. I would take Tommy Fam over Naylor, but I do like both. Fam, forty six percent rostered. I think he's the most under rostered player on CBS right now. What is going on with Brandon Woodruff? He allowed six runs, five of those earned over four and a third. At the Reds, Scott, the Reds, you're supposed to dominate the Reds, but it did not happen. The ERA yep. is up to 5.97. The whip is 1.36. What is going on with Brandon Woodruff? Not a lot. The velocity is down a little, so that's worth pointing out. Not a lot. It's, it's not like a Shane Bieber situation, but it's down a little. However, everything else, the, the, the true indicators of dominance look Almost exactly the same as last year. The whiff rate, the strikeout rate, the expected stats via StatCast, whether it's XERA or, or just XBA, XSlug, what hitters are doing against him or should be doing against him. StatCast says it's it's all the same as last year, which leads me to believe he's just kind of... I, I don't know that I'd call it luck exclusively, but like, there's not anything that that's, that's that wrong with Brandon Woodruff. And in his last start... You know, the final result wasn't that great, but he did strike out 12. So I, I wouldn't be panicking if I have Woodruff. All right. I saw a post-game interview where he talked about how his sinker is a little bit flat right now and that uh, hitters are just squaring it up. So it could be something as simple as pitch execution. Obviously, Woodruff has a lengthy track record at this point, and uh, I trust that he will get back on track. If someone in your league is looking to sell, buy, buy, buy. Brandon Woodruff. For more extensive fantasy baseball coverage, listen to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, your smart speakers, or anywhere else podcasts are found. And thanks for listening to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. We'll be back again tomorrow morning. Bye-bye. When you have sports mixed with your pop culture, along with humor and celebrity interviews, your earbuds are enjoying the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Orlovsky, are you still a Jaden Daniels is the best quarterback available in the draft guy? I think the three things that make it stand out for me are, number one, I think his ball placement for his man coverage is the best in the draft. Every quarterback in the NFL is accurate. He's got the best on tape. Number two, most transferable stuff to the NFL. And then I think the third thing is pocket peace. Search for the Rich Eisen Show on YouTube or wherever you listen.